time, weather, and... Veteran of three foreign wars, entrepreneur, and warrior poet, Tony Arterburn takes on the issues facing our country, civilization, and planet. This is the Arterburn Radio Transmission. what I'm talking about? What is our common bond truly? Freedom. Freedom. Without freedom, you can't be a Christian no matter what denomination you belong to. You can't be a Buddhist. You can't own a donut shop. You can't drive from here to Oregon. You can't be an American because that's what it's all about. And that's the only thing that it's all about. Nothing else. Nothing else. It's about freedom. Lights out. Lights out for the hour of the time. Lights out for the curfew of your body, mind, and soul. This is the Arterburn Radio Transmission. I'm your host, Tony Arterburn, broadcasting from the WiseWolfGoldAndSilver.com studios in beautiful Branson, Missouri. I have uh, my in-studio co-host, which is Beans the Brave, just off camera to my left, behind the desk. She's keeping us safe from woodland creatures, bad vibes, any kind of intruders, so we know for the next 58 minutes... Uh, we are safe to broadcast. And, of course, the legendary Billy Ray Valentine has agreed to sit in on the transmission to make sure that um, that I sound okay, that I <laughs> that, that I this is my weekly cognitive test, Billy. I know that if I can do an hour of radio, then I'm not losing my mind. And I told you uh, it was funny because I told my audience a bunch of times. This is my support group. Right. You know, Friday, we go live on Worldwide Christian Radio, and uh, if you heard the the voice bringing in the show, that's uh, the legendary Bill Cooper, uh, Behold a Pale Horse. That was his home station, and I'm proudly on uh, Worldwide Christian Radio. So 100,000 watts across the globe, that's my support group, Billy. I, I broadcast live to the world and uh, you know just talk about the things and, and news items that are on my mind, but uh, welcome, my friend, to to this show, and, and you, you know, you're always a permanent uh, host whenever you want to come in and, and uh, talk to my my listeners. Well, I just so happened to be off this Friday, and I figured, why not? Let me tell Tony if he has room for me, and uh, here I am. Thank you. It's always an honor to sit with you and talk to you about these things. Uh, the Hour of the Time intro is legendary, right? So if you listen to Alex Jones now, they kind of do a, 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 like a, a, you know, like a spinoff off of the original Bill Cooper intro with the sirens and all this other stuff. You know, it's dope. It's it's uh really, really, really good radio. So I heard you do that. I was like, I was laughing. I was muted up though. So <laughs> didn't interrupt it. I, I thought no, about that earlier today. Well, you know, you uh so the story of how I met Billy, and uh now we're just you now we talk almost every day. We're uh, probably my one of my best friends in the world. But I was, uh, when I moved to Branson, Missouri, uh, I got on a station called Truth Frequency Radio, TFR, 
And the reason I found TFR is because I found Don Jeffries and Don Jeffries broadcast on TFR. And uh, so they put me on uh, five days a week. And so I was broadcasting and um, little did I know that there was another host on there. I didn't even look at all the hosts. I'm just, I was really busy just working my business. And um, anyway, I was looking for Bill Cooper episodes of the hour of the time. And I went into Apple podcasts and I just searched, you know, the hour of the time and Bill Cooper and Billy's show popped up the infinite fringe podcast, which we're going to plug a bunch of times today, but the infinite fringe, which is a magnificent podcast, magnificent show. I found it and I thought, wow, this is great. So I started listening to the episodes and then it were, every once in a while it pop up and you go, yeah, we're on truth frequency radio. And I go, so this guy too. So, and I, and I started looking him up anyway, we, uh, he saw me uh, broadcast, got into the chat and I'm like, I've been wanting to talk to you because I found Bill Cooper episodes through you and uh, a lot of synchronicity there. But uh, yeah, I mean, little did we know we're, we've got, um, gosh, we've packed, it's probably been what a 10 years worth of stuff, 20 years worth of stuff happened in news in the last three, mm-hmm. maybe 50, you know, um, there's what's that quote from Vladimir Lenin. There's, uh, there's decades where nothing happens and there's weeks where decades happen, something <laughs> like that. Wow. Um, I'm paraphrasing Lenin, but there's exactly right. It's like this accelerating right. point. You know, we can talk about being in a fourth turning, uh, we can talk about, you know, cyclical history and uh, culmination of 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 things. I, well, maybe we'll get into that today. I mean, I was looking at the headlines of Drudge, Billy, and uh, <laughs> again, you know, let's go back to twenty, oh, well, twenty twenty two, twenty twenty one. Actually, we can go back and, and you know, we were talking a lot, and I was mentioning this escalation in Ukraine and what I saw, what our side was doing. And I thought this isn't going to end well. I don't think we're we don't we're not we're not pumping the brakes here. It looks like we're going all in to try to get a reaction from Vladimir Putin. And I'm like, this isn't a drill, and I think it's going to go live. And and it did. And uh, I wish that I was wrong. But now here we are, you know, a year later since the invasion, and the headlines on Drudge is Zelensky to meet with Xi, vows year of victory, braces for escalation, and more drones. Mm. Now, I want to get your opinion here in a second, but uh, let me start off by saying I've never seen a leader more callous to the to the needs of his people. Can I go on record and say that Zelensky, there's something about um, I read a Gareth Ike had a had a quote from Sun Tzu on his Instagram that I really thought was apropos. And it was a quote from Sun Tzu, and it said, an evil man will stand on the ashes of the country that he leads. And I'm looking at this man who's obviously been installed by the international cabal of deep staters and whatever you want to call them. Um, Zelensky has no peace in his heart. I mean, there's nothing like him saying, we got to stop this. Let's have a, a summit. Let's have some sort of negotiation. Let's do anything. Because clearly... And I, I know that not everybody's a student of war, but if Russia wanted Ukraine, it could have Ukraine. That's not its aim. And I'm not defending Russia. What I'm saying is this has been a provocation from the West since the fall of the Soviet Union when we promised Mikhail Gorbachev verbally that we would not expand NATO. I know I've said this a million times, audience, and I'm sorry. I'm just giving you a backstory. We expanded NATO. We broke our promise. And then, again, you know, Ukraine became a money laundering, bio lab, Hunter Biden, hobby horse, you know, it's like Burisma, 
<laughs> it's just been one thing after another. And this provocation, we, we overthrew their democratically elected leader in 2014. We made him flee to Russia. I mean, again, this uh, over and over, we're having these provocations and we were John McCain, Lindsey Graham, all these people going over there saying, no matter what, we'll fight to the last Ukrainian, you know, like this, we're, we're going to get involved. You guys are going to get into NATO. It's an existential threat. So the war happened, but somebody like Zelensky, who I'm told to praise, I'm told to change my profile picture on Facebook and stand with them. I even like, you know, Wix, you know, all the places I'm on for websites are like, oh, you, you know, we stand with them. Yeah, I stand for freedom and I stand for justice, but why don't you guys stand for peace? Not understanding the issue is very dangerous. So I'll throw it to you, Billy. I just, I look at the, and I don't want to, again, your, my opinions are not yours. It's a very unpopular opinion, <laughs> but I, I don't understand why someone who is leading a nation doesn't have any sort of, there, there's no backdrop. There's, there's no hint that they would be willing to sit at the table and figure this out. It's just war, and the and the the governor is off. The uh, they ripped the knob off. They've they got the accelerator down. There's no turning back. That's the way it looks, and they're they're holding us all hostage. That's how I feel. Yeah, I mean, you would think it's it's common sense, right? And this guy's supposed to be one of one of the people, right? Supposedly. You know he was a he was a he was a famous actor or whatever still, but but he he's supposed to be somebody that came from you know humble beginnings or something nonsense that they put behind it. Um, you would think that he would want to sit down and and hash this out. Be like, okay, listen, right? Uh, clearly, you know we got a conflict here. Let's sit down. Let's talk about it. How do we end this? Right? It's funny that the only people we hear talking about peace <laughs> is Donald Trump. And Xi Jinping, <laughs> what the hell is going on, right? You know, and and um, I mean, there's no 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 stop, right? And, and there's nothing that comes out of Zelensky's mouth that says, "Hey, I want peace here." Nothing that comes out of Biden's mouth. Biden's like, yeah, "Well, how much time? How 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 long can we finance your war? We got billions here. Have a have a few million for now." And then have a, a couple of billion four weeks from now. And we'll keep doing this forever, for as long as it takes. To quote uh, President Joe Biden, right? Like, I mean, they, it just, it's just impossible to sit down and have a conversation about peace, you know. Um, and when China wants to step in, apparently that's falling apart. I haven't followed that. But they want to step in and say, hey, let's have some peace here. I mean, something is wrong. <laughs> something, yeah. something is off. Right. And then um, uh, uh, Putin apparently uh, uh, pulls out of, of the nuclear deal that they had with the United States. Right. Just I don't think they're going to be launching any nukes anytime soon, but it's just. Fear. Right. Yeah, we did that, by the way, the start yeah. treaty, we left the start treaty hmm. before. Right. When? We, we left it and then we left it open ended and they just decided that they would not protest our when? exit. When was that? I forgot. Under Donald Trump, 2019. Okay, got it. Uh, that we left the START Treaty. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is this is decades. People don't realize foreign policy after the end of World War II, you know, starting with Harry Truman with containment, you know, yeah. and the Truman Doctrine after George Kennan sent his long telegram, you know, that um, 
study of foreign policy, what the Soviet mind was. So we had this policy of containment, you know, not allowing um, we were going to step in anywhere. You know, this kind of starts with Korea, you know, and and the 1950 starts with Korea. And uh, again, that trickles into Vietnam. All these things we looked at and our leaders looked at communism as this monolithic block that all fits together. And that's what their response was, was not allowing the, the called the domino theory. It was wrong. Yeah. But that was our our stated goal was to stop the spread of communism. That was the stated goal. It wasn't World War Three. It wasn't to go to war. Yeah. And it was there was always a summit. There was always I mean, you look at uh, 1956, Billy, you had the uh, the Soviet uh, put down of the Hungarian Revolution in Budapest. And I know this well because I went to the University of Dallas and studied philosophy when I got out of the army for a couple of years, which is a Catholic school. It was founded by refugees, uh, nuns and priests that were leaving Hungary because the Soviets came in and crushed it with tanks. I mean, they right. put down the Hungarian Revolution. Well, you know what happened after that? Um, it, Eisenhower didn't go nuts and start you know, tossing uh, nuclear weapons over into the Soviet Union and, and rolling over borders. Uh, he rode in an open car with Khrushchev later. In the United States. <laughs> right. So this is what I'm talking about. Like we, we were standing with these people that, and we understand real politic. And if it comes down to it, you can't, you're not, the, the bluff is going to be called. So you can't have a red line that somebody's going to cross because then you have no credibility left. So it was kind of open-ended, but you have that, you have, um, you know, the Cuban Missile Crisis escalations again, you had, but John Kennedy did the back channel deal. We traded the Jupiter missiles in Turkey, which were nuclear. We traded those missiles for the missiles in Cuba. So always a peace deal. And then, you know, yeah. Nixon came along. Uh, Nixon had a lot of foreign policy goals. You know, you know, again, you can have a whole cr- slew of criticism for Nixon. Right. He, he deserves it. But on his tombstone, he wanted peacemaker. That was the number one thing. He wanted to see peacemaker. He was a Quaker. Quaker family. And uh, he st- decided he was going to open China. He was going to st- stop the draft. He was going to bring the troops home from Vietnam. Again, he wanted peace with honor. You can criticize him for how long the war extended, but he started the drawdown immediately. Yeah. And they had a policy with uh, Henry Kissinger that they came up with called detente, which is a French word. It just kind of means like a stale, you know, a peace, but no hot war, kind of an understanding. And I have to look up the, the definition, but I'm pretty sure I got it right. So you have detente, and then you have Nixon with the SALT Treaty, was was the Strategic Armed Limitation Agreement. Um, I can rattle this on and on and on. But one of my point that I'm making is where are those? They have nothing now. We have no uh, – Reagan joked about, you know, he had that famous gaffe where he was actually being recorded. I don't know if you know this, but Reagan was being recorded once uh, for Radio Free America. He didn't know the mic was on. And he said, uh, oh, ladies and gentlemen, I've outlawed Russia and the bombers are on their way. You know, like he's like doing this whole thing. And people were like, oh, it's on, you know, like at the red light, you know, he's right, making right. a joke before he yeah. thought he was warming up. And um, but, you know, even Reagan was on the record for saying zero nuclear weapons. His goal was to have no nuclear weapons on planet Earth. Don't have them abolished. So. What I, I this is what concern concerns me, and you have the talking heads and all these smart sets and people that are supposed to be way more sophisticated than me. You know, they went to some really great schools and studied at the foreign policy centers and stuff. I know this stuff, 
And when I'm watching this and I'm seeing the worship of Zelensky, you're seeing like this rollout of the bots, the NPC bots for Biden. Like he was air raid sirens when he was there. It's a wartime president, you know, like all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, Billy. I'm losing. I'm just my patience is at a at a all time low for un unthoughtful commentary on this. Am well, I wrong? I, I wonder, right? Because as you're talking all about this and and laying out the history, I'm 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 picking out some of the names and some of some you know patterns start to show up, you know, with Nixon and how he was disgraced, right? And how he was taken out of office, but you know, uh, uh, Ronald Reagan, right, wanted zero uh, nukes on the planet, and you know they tried to kill his ass, right? <laughs> you know, it's um, uh, Kennedy. You know what they tried to do? To, well, no, what they did to him. You know, but but all these other presidents that are are uh, carrying out the agenda and not even speaking in any direction towards what you know, no no nukes. Wouldn't that be easy and and dope to do? with rational people, you know, with, with, with people who, who actually want liberty, want peace and, and take into uh, account of the health of the planet. Wouldn't that be real easy to do? Just end a nuclear, nuclear uh, uh, war threats, getting rid of all the nuclear bombs. Doesn't sound too hard to me. Right. But no, this is not what they want. Right. This is not what they want. And, and, and people that uh, continue to push the agenda, like the last, I don't know how many presidents, you know, uh, they're fine. Nothing happens to them. You know, um, I mean, the worst thing we got was Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. And then Trump was impeached twice, but nothing mattered. Right. I mean, that didn't change anything. You know, it, they, they continue to carry out the agenda of the new world order. And, and Joe Biden is exactly the same. Um, I mean, just it. it I don't know how you get to be 84 or, or 80, whatever years he is, and still want to fight people. You would think that 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 or that you're that old. You're like, okay, let's think about some something rational to do here. Let's work this out. But no, he continues to be a war hawk. He continues to push war, and and these are people that aren't even directly affected by it. Even though, um, who was it? Bo, right? Uh, Bo did serve in the military, right? Right. Before he, uh, Bo Biden, before right. he passed away. Um, but most of the time, it's just people that want to send your kids to war. They want to send your people to war. And and while we are not actively involved in a hot war over there, our brothers and sisters are. And what we have in common is we are not the elite. We are the people. And the people are over there fighting while Zelensky is in his jumpsuit. We're running around to trying to be the common man. Asking for a forever war so he can keep receiving American money. I, 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 it's, it's, it's getting to a point, or it's, it's gotten to that point. It's not even getting; it's gotten there at this point. And, and you know what? Every time I hear something, and I'm like, nah, that's them crying wolf again. That's them. I always think about our conversation, and I think we, I mean, we had it off air several times, but I think it was on air once, at least once, when I told you. I don't think this is going to happen. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I think it's going to happen. I, th I think it's going to be, you know, I think it's going to be a real thing. I, I think there's going to be a real conf conflict over there in the Ukraine. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not ready for it yet. I think it was the next day or something. 
something ridiculous like that. And then boom, there it happened. So I, I start double and triple thinking my rationale. And I'm like, well, is it, is it really going to happen now? You know, is it really going to be World War III, like a hot one? Is it really going to be a nuclear war back and forth? I still don't think so. But they're, they're fanning the flames of this, continuing to fan the flames and throwing logs of wood into the fire to keep it going. How far will it spread? I don't know. And to what end? I don't know. But they definitely want to keep everybody on their toes, right? They definitely want to keep everybody in fear. And that's what I've been noticing. And, and I mean, end of the day, it's us that's affected. It's our people, us. And by our people, I don't mean race. I mean the 99% of the planet, you know, maybe maybe a little more than that, you know, that, that, that we work every day, you know, and, uh, and we try to earn an honest living and we want our families to be good, you know, the middle class, the lower class, that's us. We're the ones that are affected by all of this. And it needs to stop. We all breathe deal. the same air. Right. We all cherish our children's future, and we are all mortal, to quote John F. Kennedy. And his la- one of his last speeches, one of the reasons he got his head blew off and down. Right. Deep state. That's what I mean. You know, uh, he says not. That, that tried to shoot um, Ronald Reagan Hinckley, right? Hinckley, yeah. John Hinckley tried to shoot Ronald Reagan. You know, anybody that tries to like, and, and don't get me wrong, man. I think I think Don, Ronald Reagan has been um, almost sanctified to this point. Yeah. I don't. I don't get me on that train. I'm not on right. that. I, 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 there's, you can read Donald Jeffrey's work if you want to read Hidden <laughs> History. You find all yeah. about the hidden history of the Reagan administration. Right. All right. I'm saying is the stated foreign policy goals right. and some of them that were achieved. Right. When he said, "Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall," and it was to open up society. You know, that's look at what we've we we've done the inverse of that in our lifetime, right. closing things down, and not not working together, staying six feet apart, doing all you know all the things that we're separating each other by class, race, ethnicity, whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, gender. How there's there's eight hundred of them now. I don't know if you knew yeah. that. <laughs> um, this is you know some of the things that I talked about when I ran for Congress, right. and I always make people mad. As I said, look, our foreign policy is basically a set of treaties that were signed by people and men that are no longer alive yeah. committing people yet unborn to fight to fight in places that most Americans can't find on a map that's a yeah. bankrupt system right because the cold war is over but the powers that be wanted this stuff to continue i think they've been building up russia to fight it i think that they've been building this up to have a a a, a construct if you will an idea a boogeyman um, yeah. because we could have, we could have ended any kind of hostilities uh, with Russia a long time ago. Uh, this has been talked about. Even people like Gore Vidal were talking back in the early nineties about, you know, economic union with Russia. So we could avoid any further conflicts and have more of a, a issue of trade and peace and, you know, envoys and learning, learning from each other, all that stuff. Yeah. And and we just, we just totally abandoned that. I say we, but this, the, it's the power the the, right. the the people that have run this country don't deserve to run it because they run it into the ditch. And I have to ask the question, is the dollar worth the lives that we're committing to this conflict? Is And this is what this is all about, ladies and gents. It's not about freedom. It's not about even geopolitical power. It's about the dollar. 
The dollar is under threat. We sanction, we have 40 sanctions in 36 countries. We've weaponized the dollar. There was a great article up on Zero Hedge, and David Knight talked about it. And I read the article before he talked about it, but it was a great, it was like, how, how do you lose the world's reserve currency status? And one of the premises in there, and I've said this before, and I, I'm going to amend my statement because the article was so well, well written. But he said, um, a, a massive military doesn't prop up the dollar. The dollar props up the massive military. It's the inverse. He was saying, look, the Soviet Union had this. They controlled half the world. Did anybody want the, the ruble? It, it wasn't like that. There was no need for it. There was no demand for their currency. So they had a massive military, too. It was a good point. So I'm going to stop saying that. What it, what it, my point is all of this in geopolitics is that they kind of go hand in glove. You know, the the dollar and the military industrial complex, the 700 bases in 132 countries that we always speak of, the the American empire goes hand in glove with fiat currency because you can't really have one without the other. Right. But the dollar is being challenged because we've overstepped our bounds. We've sanctioned these countries, weaponized the dollar. We've put people like, you know, in countries and entities like Syria, Iran, Russia, you know, again, just over, Venezuela. We do it over and over. We weaponize. Well, they, these countries eventually start looking around. Look, even Iraq that we liberated. We liberated. I don't know if you knew that we liberated Iraq. I was there. And I told David Knight yesterday, I said, did you know that the um, the original name for the war in Iraq, and this is true, you can go look it up, was Operation Iraqi Liberation. I remember. Okay. Yeah. Ari Fleischer came out before, and I watched it, he, and he because I was hoping, uh, beyond hope, they weren't going to send me, because I'd just gotten back from Afghanistan. And uh, he said, the Operation Iraqi Liberation has begun. Well, Billy, that spells oil. And that always made me laugh because they had to, they had, they ran it for 24 hours and had to pull it because Operation Liberation <laughs> is OIL. Right, right, right. And I thought that was pretty funny. And that's they just they just phoned it in. You know, they, this is the thing about the the elite. They they don't have any skin in the game. When you're talking about Joe Biden being in his 80s, um, there's just something about it like a the. The, what are they? The Death Walkers from what is that from? Uh, from like Harry Potter. Oh, the I, I know what you're talking from. Harry Potter. The 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 they don't have faces. Or something like that. Yeah. Like there's this. I don't know. There's something the entity of that spirit where you just don't really care. A like, race, I think, or, or is that? I, I don't know. I I'm, I'm a terrible nerd and stuff, but uh, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. It's like right. there's there's just something. Uh, this spirit of the elite just committing are unborn and com and committing our born and committing our children to these these evil wars that have nothing to do with freedom and I'm sick of being told that they do because they don't um <laughs> if you dissect them if you can just have 5 minutes of thought you know then that's the thing is I watch these commentators and it's like well, you're either in you're either really love Russia or you're just you're 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 a neo nazi in Ukraine can I be neither can I tell you how this happened you know, can we be rational? Can we avoid this? And it doesn't seem like, and I'm just being told to worship Zelensky and I'm sick of it. I'm told, you know, I've never seen anybody disregard their own people's safety like this guy. If you really want to understand this in simple terms, in very, in very simple terms, watch the WWE for a year mm. and, and go to, um, watch the WWE for a year and go to uh, a couple of the dirt sheet websites that those are the, the the websites that will tell you what's going to happen before it's going to happen right 
They analyze everything. And you will really begin to understand this, right? So right now, there's Roman Reigns, who is the head of the talent in WWE. He's the big guy. He's the United States, right? In in this case, the United States is a heel. He's a bad guy, right? Roman Reigns is a bad guy. The people still love him because he's kind of cool now. He's not John Cena or Hulk Hogan or Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's not at that level, but this is the best they got right now, right? So what do they do, right? They build up this guy. They give him the world title for one year straight. He runs over everyone. No one can beat him. So they have to build guys that pose a potential threat, right? So what they got now is Cody Rhodes, son of Dusty Rhodes, right, who just came back to the company, won the Royal Rumble. He's the number one contender for the WWE title at WrestleMania. And we got Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn was cool with Roman Reigns and stabbed him in the back, right? Now, these are the two good guys, right? And they've been built up to a position where one of them is going to beat Roman Reigns for the title. But this is what you need in order to make a compelling storyline. But it's also what you need in order to draw money. So the United States needs to prop up an enemy. The enemy is Russia and the enemy is China. That's what we have right now. Before we go a couple of of, of decades back, the enemy was um, the Muslims. Right. I don't want to say it was it, it was any country in particular. They pointed as the Muslim religion. Iraq, Iran. It was the oh. Islamo fascist. Right. Yeah. Islamo fascist. Right. That's not even that's a that doesn't even make sense. Like the joining Islamo those like, theocracy and uh, and the more merger of corporations and government. Is that right. Islamo fascist? It was a really good George Bush. That was fantastic. We, we what's funny is that uh, and this was those were my wars, you know. Yeah. And I guess I have like, you know, when you have like an old injury or, you know, whatever trauma, whatever happened to you and you just you like it starts raining and you're like, oh, my hip or my knee or my elbow. What? That's me. in like reading headlines for war, I'm like, oh, it seems like a war is coming. I just kind of know it, you know, like you just been through it. But right. The, the thing about the, and we can switch gears a little bit. You're fine. But it is kind of in the same vein. But if you notice that the the war on terror. You know, we're going to make the world safe for democracy. You know, we got to get over there because of the evil ones. You know, they brought down these towers. There was two planes and three buildings. I mean, never mind. The NIST, <laughs> the NIST study says that they it, the buildings, just 47 story buildings just collapse under their own footprint. Right. That's what happens when an office fire. Goes. You know, the, the, <laughs> it sounds so ridiculous on its face now. Yeah. Like, you know, at me at 43 years old and even at me at 21, 22, when this happened, like when 9-11 happened when I was 21. Uh, there's something wrong here. Like this yeah. doesn't make sense. I can't see anyone. You, you know, you find that the hijacker's passport was found in the rubble. <laughs> like right. that, you know, that, that, that whole headline was, was real. And even the yeah. newscaster, Charlie Robinson's macroaggression show is famously captures that audio. Like, if you can believe that, that's what the guy says. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, right. No, I don't believe it, but it's interesting. Now you look back on it. Where is that generational war? We were supposed to be at war for a whole Hundred years. It's supposed to be a death struggle between you know theocratic, radical Islam, and us, and it's gone. It just went away. Poof. You know, and 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 you know a lot of that. If you learn, then you learn things like I did years later. Like, oh, Al Qaeda. Oh, that doesn't mean the base. 
It means the database. Right. It means the database of the Mujahideen fighters that the CIA had, had you know, um, tallied up and compiled in the 1970s to fight the Soviets yeah. in Afghanistan. Right. Um, and you, you just you, you find out who Tim Osman is. I mean, that's Osama bin Laden. All this stuff. I you go back and look at that whole time period. It seems so far away from where we are now because now we're talking about like you can talk about getting people in caves or whatever or you know maybe in something like Syria where I know that you know, every talk radio host just cheering on we're bombing Syria. I'm like you realize we're arming ISIS. I was writing articles at that time. I was like wait 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 this is we're we're arming the people that we say are our mortal enemy. And it was worse than that because we're training them too. So we have like all those white Toyotas, you know, they're just driving off into Iraq to go make up their own country or what, you know, and we're giving him arms and, and, and John McCain wants to, to arm ISIS and Al Qaeda. Hillary Clinton wants to shoot down Russian aircraft that are trying to bomb Al Qaeda. I mean, we live in a schizophrenic world, but all that's kind of been tabled, which is interesting because we had an invisible enemy, Billy. Remember, we have an invisible enemy in COVID-19. Can't see it. Invisible enemy in climate change. Can't see it. Can't taste it. Can't look at it. Don't know where it is. We know it's there, though, and it's going to get you. So, you know, <laughs> hide, you know, hide under your bed and wait for the climate change monster to go away. So we see all of these things are invisible. But you know what's not invisible? Russia. And that's what I'm that's what I've been you know, saying to people that I know that all this stuff seems to flow together, but I'm not sure that it does. And, you know, war has a certain way of being organic. Like it takes on a life of its own, you know, like you play with fire long enough, something happens like an unknown variable. Yeah. And if you've ever been in a room like I have full of elites, like in Washington, DC, senators and congressmen and generals and all these, like I've done that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying they're the smartest group ever. I'm not going to put my, I'm not going to put my reputation online and say I was in this with the smart set because they're really not. Right. I mean, dense controlled. You got to wonder who is in control. Who, who's in control, Billy <laughs> to, to the, all the hundreds of episodes of the infinite fringe. What, what have you arrived at? Or who is, who is orchestrating this, my friend? And after the, after you answer, I'm going to go to the rock fin chat. That, that's that's the question. Who who is in control, right? And that's what we continue to look for to see who is in control. But uh ultimately, um I, I think I I think it's fair to say that it's not the president of the United States, right? And I think it's fair to say that it's not a lot of these people that we think run the world. Now, who is behind them? I don't know. They're they've openly, unless this is part of a work. But they've openly come out and and revealed a, a government within a government. This is mainstream conversation now on, you know, on Fox News or on on, on CNN. You know, the, the deep state is is openly discussed at this point. So they're admitting it. We just don't know to what level or whom, you know, but we can see who who carries the stroke in the building. Right. Like there, there's a couple of people that we still know carry carry the heat. Right. They carry the real deal. Um, and a lot of them aren't really involved in politics directly. They're the off the off people, the people with the money, right? Like uh, George Soros or or you know, um, you know the uh, all, all these other big financiers that I'm blanking on right now for some reason. You know, um, they may be the ones that are that are running things. You know, they they may be the ones uh, at least on a higher level, 
that are trying to push their agenda. The Mercers. There you go. I was blanking yeah. on the Mercers for some reason. You, 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 what you just said reminded me. Let's see if I can do it. There's an old Will Durant quote. And this is from like 70 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote this in um, The Story of Civilization and then in his book, um, Lessons of History. And uh, it's kind of a, a breakdown of how society works, but it's a, a bit of a, a bit of a mouthful. Let's see if I can do it. And <laughs> I'm, I'm just playing, <laughs> I don't know if I can, but it's um, uh, the men who manage men manage the men who can manage only things mm. and the men who manage money manage all. Right. Okay. I got it right. Good job. Let's see. This is why every Friday is a cognitive test. If I start where I can't do quotes and stuff, I mean, you might just have to put me out to pasture. Well, I kind of do that for a living, man. So I I think you're good for now. Anyway, I'll let you know when you're veering off. Please do. Please do. (laughs) I I worry every Friday. I'm like, has it been a good week? Did I get enough sleep? (laughs) Is the tea going to kick in? Is the coffee kicked in enough? Um, But but ultimately, Tone, we just don't know besides those people, right, that have the money to manipulate, right? They, They have... And this is why, like, I never place too much emphasis on money, but I think it takes a different mentality to get up to that level. Yeah. You know, it, it it's takes not a different- an, Yeah, it's not, it's not a creative spirit that gets to that level. Right. There's something else there, you know, that, that drives you to become billionaires and trillionaires, right? Whatever it is. Um, and, and, and what we're told, you know, the richest people in the world have, we know there's more above that, right? We know. Like, you, you know, the, who was it? You tell me the, the Rothschild quote, right? That I don't want to control the, you know, I just, I don't want to, I don't want the government. I want the money. Let me control the money. I forget that the exact yeah, quote. It was uh, Amschel Rothschild. He said, right. uh, uh, the, the, I care not who sits on the throne right. of, of Great Britain. The, the person who controls Great Britain controls the money supply and I control the British money supply. And I, I, I kind of butchered that a bit, but that's. No, but that's close. That is right? true. Yes. And, right. you know, it's kind of funny, like just philosophically, if you're in business mm-hmm. uh, and you've, you know, I, I grew up and my dad was an entrepreneur extraordinary. A guy built himself up from nothing and uh, worked like I've never seen anybody work in my life. I, I can't match him. You know, it, it, it's, it was insane yeah. um, and dedicated and just, you know, had that. You could just, when you could feel like when you're around a person like that, it was just trying to build, like they want to build something. Right. But I learned a little bit about m- money. And I would say that the difference between 10 million and a hundred million is nothing. There's nothing you really can't. It's like, so what are you trying to do to get to the, the billions? I mean, I really, I'm nothing against it. I just don't, what's the difference, right? Like the level that you're playing on. I mean, you get to become Elon Musk, which you're a crony capitalist at that point. So then you have to merge yourself with government, which sounds like not fun at all. Right. Um, and we used to have like, you know, uh, Henry Ford is a great example of somebody that you would look to, to emulate if you wanted to build something like he was a true builder. Right. Um, and, and creative. We don't have a lot of that anymore, but I think that just the sheer money and things thrown around is an empty thing. Like, especially in today's world, we're losing so many freedoms is that I've always compared it to, um, like to, to in today's world, if you're proud in this world, like this, where we live right now, that you have the most things, then you're basically saying, I'm the rat in the maze with the most cheese. Look at me. Cause we're all in this, this right. maze that's this constructed maze. this artificial reality by the elites. And I don't think that's anything to be proud of. I think maybe you take care of your family, but we ought to be putting those resources 
and working together to create liberty and freedom and peace because this the stakes have never been higher you were getting better right man like um uh, we we are the rats in the maze everyone right and that that isn't that isn't the best position to be in right so yeah you have the most cheese in the maze you're still in the maze right and when you get out of the maze you don't know what you're going to find but it's progress right it's getting out of this box that they've placed us in right that's what we want to do that's what we seek to do right what happens outside of it is a mystery but it's the next step in what we need to be doing but if we stay in the box and try to collect the cheese man we're just going to stay in the box man that's the that's the, that's a really good way to put it I, it always reminds me of that twilight zone episode that i love i talk about it with don all the time that, that there was um you know, toys in this box. It was a bagpiper, right? It was a soldier and, and, and a, wow. a ballerina. And they're all standing there. Nobody gives a damn except for this one guy. I think it was a soldier. And he's like, yep. yo, there's a light up there. <laughs> where, where are we? How did we get here? <laughs> Nobody else cares. You know, he, he makes everybody come together and he finally makes it out and figures out he's a toy, you know, and gets put back in the box. But still, <laughs> maybe that's not the best, uh, the best example to show hope. But regardless, we got to make well, it out. Right, right, right. You know, sometimes just knowing is is really the the end goal. Like having the knowledge of what what is true reality. Do you want to live in a false paradigm? Do you want to do that for comfort's sake? Right. Or do you really want to know? Um, that's a good question. That's an open question. Right. I'm not saying I am answering. I I I, I tilt towards knowledge. You know, and then in in Ecclesiastes, King Solomon, who supposedly was the wisest man ever, uh, said that increased knowledge was increased pain. Oh. Right. And in vanity, it's all chasing the wind. If you read it, I've been reading Ecclesiastes like a couple of pages a day. I've started reading the book of Jeremiah because he was the weeping prophet. You know, like he kept telling everybody, this is all this stuff's going to happen. Like, you know, this, this bad thing's going to happen. You're going to get taken into captivity by Nebuchadnezzar. Like, he's going to come from Babylon and pick everybody up. And God says it's okay. And it's all going to happen, you know, and then they hated him for it. He's like, I'm sorry. It makes me upset. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Increased knowledge is increased pain. Yes. This is true. The world's wisest man. This is true though, right? But, right, so they say, we we say it here, we have it in basic terms now, right? Uh, uh, Truth hurts, right? Mm -hmm. Because it does. But also the truth shall set you free. Sure. And it's not easy. But that's what we want to attain. We want to get the truth. But the road to the truth, man, (laughs) you know, it's the narrow path, right? As described in the Bible. I like to quote that says, uh, the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. The uh, first time I heard that with Pharrell, I don't know if he came up with it, but (laughs) it's the first time I I heard heard it years and years ago. It's not mine. Um, So uh, attribution unknown on that one. But uh, let me go to the Rockfin chat. What's up? And uh, we'll tell that we've gotten $20 in tips over there, Billy. And I, you know, these people that are giving us tips, I appreciate you. We, we, uh, we don't deserve that, but uh, we'll definitely put it to, all the good use that we can. We got little John in the chat and uh, Tom. He says it's freedom free. Uh, n- no, it's not. No. Uh, it cost a buck oh five, according to the guys from South. Tony, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. Keep going. Okay. Uh, Jason Barker. He says hello all, and of course Riley's in the chat. Uh, Riley lives in San Antonio now. Uh, wow. Okay. Oh, he says we got we we need to fix that. We'll write into the Wolfpack and let us know, Riley. We'll uh, we'll fix your address. Um, let's see. We got Harps in the chat and I, Chris Graves. Good to see you, Chris. Um, Chris says Bill Cooper exclamation point. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, Angus Mustang tip $20. And that's who, that's who gave us a tip. I finally got to see Tony's show live for once and I'm treated to having BRV on the episode. Nice way to end the work week. Yeah. Well, I'm a treated as well. I didn't really, I mean, we talked about it and, uh, it's kind of perfect that he came on today. Um, I might've failed my cognitive test. <laughs> Rhonda Tate's in the chat. Thank you, Rhonda for being here. And let's make sure I didn't miss anything. I try to be more active in the chat guys. And it's, it's, it's tough for me as I have a radio mentality. I, 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 I can, I try to not have any dead air, which is really hard to do if you're like reading through, uh, the, uh, the comments. And so, you know, bear with me on that. I'm, I'm still shaking off my, I'm, I'm a podcaster slash radio host, uh, more radio host than anything though. Um, anyway, it's good to see everybody over there. Uh, and I appreciate the tip very appreciate the support. I would say too, uh, Tom Cooper, uh, you need to call me when you get a chance after the show. Give me a call. I want to talk to Tom. Tom's uh, very active and supporting and um, just want to just want to catch up with Tom. I got some ideas too. Um, of course, Billy Ray will be back in a second. I wanted to to jump over and talk about this article that's on summit.news. <laughs> and it's kind of what we talked about uh last week in its um pentagon the pentagram <laughs> as david knight said the pentagram uh blew more than 1.5 million dollars shooting down harmless quote ufos and that's a lowball figure 1.5 million dollars shooting down the ufos the pentagon blew more than 1.5 million dollars shooting down harmless ufos one of which was likely a balloon launched by a hobby group that cost as little as $12 to make. And I know we talked about this last week, but I'm bringing it up because I think this is probably the tip of the iceberg as well. Um, the series of shoot downs occurred after a Chinese high altitude balloon entered us airspace in late January with Beijing insisting it was used to collect meteorological data and had drifted off course uh, due to strong winds. So you can, I don't think the Chinese need a balloon to spy on us. Does anybody believe that? I mean, they can literally just buy a politician. They're all for sale. Most of them, 99.5%. There's probably one. <laughs> I'll, I'll, leave, I'll leave a variable open. Uh, this prompted a show of force by the U.S. military leading to a mini UFO flap that transfixed the nation for days. Four AIM-9X Sidewinder missiles were used to shoot down the, quote, UFOs over Alaska, Lake Huron, and Yukon region in Canada, each costing around $400,000. So the reason I brought this up is this is one of those distraction moments. This has been the most brazen, change the narrative, wag the dog display of farce that I have ever seen in my life. Our military knows what a balloon is. Hmm. Can I just go ahead and say that? And I know, <laughs> I, I know I went on this last week, but you know, in 1947, we were told that we had a flying saucer. They changed the story and said, no, no, no. It was just this piece of tinfoil. It was this weather balloon. It's just, you know, it's high altitude crash. Nobody knew what a balloon was. Okay, so we're told that a flying saucer is a balloon. Now a balloon's a flying saucer, and they're hobbyists. They cost $12. This is where we are. I do not believe for a moment that we believe these things are from outer space. 
But you have like Senator Kennedy from Louisiana saying, lock your doors. And you don't know when ET's going to get, I mean, he's just going off. Like there's, there's something that we're facing from, you know, beyond that they came from space, you know, like it's a 1950s sci-fi flick at a drive-in. And, uh, I don't know, Billy, what, you know, we talked about this last week, but just these figures are rolling in. And I think it's probably just the tip of the iceberg of, uh, what's going to I mean we're trying to redirect the public's attention because what happened last week you know um other you know had the chinese balloon which was really convenient because we had the whole you know Nord stream pipeline breaking news like breaking like you know uh real intel on our fingerprints the u.s and biden and uh the green light to to sabotage that as an act of war and then all of a sudden it's like but don't you know if you like pipelines, then you're going to love, you're going to love bleep blorp and flying around in a balloon and we got to shoot him down or, or else we're going to have COVID 21. What do you, what do you think about this? Billy? How, how much money have they spent on this? What did they say? What did they uh, Low figures, 1.5 million shooting down hobbyist balloons that, uh, and the, again, the, the, what's concerned me is that they keep saying things like we're shooting down UFOs. What do you, what do you mean you're shooting down UFOs? Like, do you know the history of UFOs? Um, we can't shoot down UFOs. <laughs> I mean, you want you, so you can shoot down the thing. By the way, I don't think the thing on the Tic Tac video is a UFO. I can go on record to say that. I think it's ours. Yeah. Um, I think it's a breakaway. I think it's one of those skunk work deals, you know, we're, you know, 20, 40, 50, 60 years ahead or 100 years ahead. Um, that's neither here nor there, but uh, I, I just thought this was interesting. It's some, it's some kind of, this is some kind of distraction story. I'm not exactly sure what it means. Is it a warm up for operation blue beam or project? I, I think it's priming for something. I don't know if it's operation blue beam, but they're certainly priming us for something, right? Cause why would they use this verbiage? This is conscious. They're doing this on purpose. There's, right. They know what a UFO represents in the mind of a conditioned human, which we all are, right? We've been programmed to believe that UFOs are extraterrestrial from outer space for a long, long time now. We've Hollywood's done that. You know, it's, it's, it's just a thing, right? So anytime you say UFO, uh, maybe a, what is it? A flying saucer will pop up in your mind. Just like if I say blue rubber ball, a blue rubber ball will pop up in your mind. Inevitably, you can't stop it. Right. You cannot undo that. You cannot. I'm not going to think about the blue. It's going to pop up. Right. You're going to say, oh, blue rubber ball. Boom. Same thing with UFOs. They, they are very aware of this. So when they use that verbiage, right, when they use those three letters, they're doing it on purpose. And, and they're trying to elicit a reaction. Right. That's what they're trying to do. And, uh, um, you know, people know, I think, for the most part, that it's not what we have been programmed to believe a UFO is an unidentified flying object from outer space. People, people know this, but still in the subconscious, something is there. They're they're, they're trying to create something. What that is. I don't know why, why they're doing this. I don't really know, but I know they are doing it and that's enough. Right. I want to know what they're doing, of course, but I, I, I know, I know that they are doing this. I want to know the end game is what I mean. Right. But I know the beginning point. You know, and I'm like, all right, so something's going on. So this is not by mistake. This is not, oh, my God, you know, they're redefining the word. No, no, no. This is on purpose. This is on purpose. Right. Um, 
And then, then go back to the amount of money that they're spending doing this. And, and then the amount of money that they're giving to the Ukraine, right? I mean, so many things are going on here that could have easily been fixed to buy that money, you know, right. and, and they refuse to help you. They refuse to help you. Doesn't matter who's in office. They'll refuse to help you. This is why we cannot prop up this system anymore because it's not made for us. They have the money. It's clear that they have the resources. Just not for us. It's not for us. It was never for it's us. It's like the, the water in Flint, Michigan. Right. Or, or, or anywhere around the country. Um, Dude, are- let me tell you something. Sorry to interrupt you. I was in Pennsylvania for the last two days. The water there is atrocious. I used to work in New Jersey for a long time. That's got to be the worst water in the nation. Well, besides Flint, Michigan. I mean, it smells, it reeks. And we used to, we used to um, filter it and it still smells. I go to Florida every year, at least once. The water there isn't very good. They say the water here in New York City is the best in the nation. And, and people, people in my family are always like, well, you know, it's, we drink the tap water. It's good. It's the best in the nation. Just because it's the best in the nation doesn't mean it's good for you. It's just the best in the nation. You know, if if you go across state lines, boy, get ready. Anyway, go ahead, sir. Sorry about that. No, it's it's uh, you're right on target with that. I mean, it's it's thinking about how we've dumped fluoride in the water. We have all these things. We, we could, as a nation, agree that we clean air, clean water, all these things. There was a comedian years ago, I mean, probably 15, 20 years ago, was like, hey, you know, uh, talking about Flint, Michigan, maybe we should invade Detroit. We would go over and we invade all these countries and try to rebuild their infrastructure, at least temporarily before, <laughs> before we uh, train the people who knock it all down. But and this is this is where we've arrived. Like no one's coming to help. I mean, they didn't. These same idiots that declared an emergency for the deadliest virus in the history of the world. It came out of a lab, Billy. You know, like it's everyone. <laughs> one, if like turn to your left, turn to your right. Both of the people that you looked at will die of COVID nineteen eighty four within five minutes. And the, the, the stuff that they ran, they declared an emergency for that, but they didn't declare emergency, at least not to my knowledge yet, on this train. And mm. they don't care. Yeah, that's my point. Like this, like, well, we have a Republican DeWine in Ohio. He's with us. It's a red state. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a, a very good point. It also drives me to something else I experienced this weekend. I saw this commercial on television saying, you know, 50, one out of every two people that you know um, will have cancer, you know, and, and um, will come down with cancer at some point. And it's a commercial, you know, showing uh, uh, somebody getting diagnosed with cancer and the stages that they go through and then they go back to work, you know, and they're being embraced by their coworkers, you know, and they're saying, please be, you know, conscious of, of people that have cancer going back to work, embrace them, bring them back in the whole deal, which is good. Right. Um, so two things came out of that, right? Like they did all of this stuff for COVID-19, right? I mean, it, they they shut down the world for COVID-19. You know, but, but we have real, not to say that COVID-19 isn't real, because I, I do believe that it's real, and I've seen the effects that it has on certain people. But according to the CDC, 98% of people get better. You know, like they'll be fined, fine by it, which is what I believe. Cancer is a real freaking deal. What are we really doing to solve that? You know, like, I mean, they're not, you know, it's, it's just, 
either priorities are jacked or these people really don't care what's going to, what's going to go down with any of us. Right. And we know that, that there were certain agendas that were exploited through COVID. They, they, they used this virus in order to achieve a ton of their goals. Right. And then I'm, I'm walking out from uh, the Port Authority and I walk into Times Square and I turn and look to my wife and I'm like, damn, it's good to be back in New York. And then it hit me. I was like, it's really good to be back in the world and look around because I wasn't able to do that for a while. And then it hit me even more. And I said, when is that going to happen again? Because they've warned us several times already that it's going to happen again. And is it going to be worse than the first time? And these are all things that they have up their sleeves, but they're perfectly fine with the air being safe to breathe after 9-11. Christy Todd Whitman, they're cool with that. Roll right out. They're perfectly fine with all these carcinogens in our food and in our water and in our air. Cool with that. Yeah, there's you know, everything that's going on in Ohio, no problem. Drink the water, breathe the air. You're good. Don't worry about it. Go over there. Don't, you know, you're fine. Something's really wrong, Tone. I agree with you, brother. And then, you know, nothing a few chemtrails and some fake eggs from Bill Gates won't fix. Okay. And so, <laughs> <laughs> just what the, just what the doctor ordered. Let me uh, do uh, spot prices on metals and I'm going to get us out of here, Billy, because we're, right, right, we're up against the, the hard ending of the show. Uh, the yellow metal gold, 1,811 Luciferian Bankster notes per troy ounce, 1,811 Fiat Federal Reserve notes per troy ounce, fake dollars ladies and gentlemen uh silver a ridiculous twenty dollars and 75 cents uh for metal you can't buy anywhere um but that is according to the world spot price twenty dollars 75 cents for the white metal you can get uh, gold and silver uh delivered directly to your door by going to wisewolfgoldandsilver.com uh and you can also check out wolfpack.gold for a membership program that is growing by the day and we're getting we've got hundreds of members Go check it out. You won't regret signing up because we have a team that's constantly paying attention to where we're going to get the items that we're going to send you, and uh, we're really proud of that. So wolfpack.gold. Billy, tell people where they can find you, and then i got to end the transmission. All right. You can find me at theinfinitefringe.podbeam.com, The Infinite Fringe on Apple Podcasts. we got a couple of shows coming up. I know um, I've, I've reached out to a couple of people. Uh, Chris Graves is going to be on soon. We're going to talk. A little bit with him. I is John Nada in the chat? If he is, what's up, brother? That'd be dope. I think I, I did see him. There he goes. And Rhonda Tate, what's up? How are you doing? Everybody else in the chat, what's going on? Jason Barker hit me up. Thank Tony. Thank you for having me, bro. Oh, it's such a pleasure and uh, always an honor to talk with you, my friend. A smart show always makes me better. Uh, but folks, yeah, follow Billy. Go to the Infinite Fringe podcast and uh, and follow his great work. He's also on America Unplugged with me and the legendary Don Jeffries every Saturday on Rockfin. Follow us on Rockfin on the America Unplugged channel. Uh, let's have you back on soon, Billy. The, the talk wasn't long. We'll get you on Paratruther, too. We need to do a Paratruther together where we're just, uh, we're not live. And Thank we'll you, buddy. Talk. That'd be dope, man. I'd love that. All right, hey, ladies. America Unplugged tomorrow, Charlie Robinson. Charlie Robinson, the great Charlie. The octopus of global control will be on uh, America Unplugged. So tune into that, okay? You guys take care of each other. Have a great weekend. End of transmission. Life is a continuous confrontation with forks in the road. One is good, one is bad. And you could always wander completely off the road altogether and become lost 
totally and completely lost. If you take the wrong fork at one of these junctions, there is always the opportunity at the next fork to get back on track. But it is a constant battle within ourselves. You see, I have studied this concept for many, many years, and I have to tell you that if there is a real devil, like Flip Wilson used to say, the devil made me do it. I'm not telling you that there's no such thing as Satan or Lucifer. I'm telling you this. If there really is a devil, that devil exists in the hearts and minds of men and nowhere else. Nowhere else. For if you take man out of the equation, evil ceases to exist. And there is left only the laws of the universe and the balance of nature. Put man in the equation and before long evil will rear its ugly head and present itself to the world. The evil is within man, and that is why it was called the fall. The devil never made anyone do it. If you do it, you did it yourself because you fell into temptation. For until man once again confronts the real nature of his own condition and of the world around him and accepts full responsibility for his actions without blaming anyone else or any devil, until then we will always be a puppet on the end of someone else's string. And ladies and gentlemen, when that someone pulls that string, we will dance.